Have you been hitting the books and listening to lectures all day? It's time to relax, to unwind, and listen up. This is Brooke from Campus Chronicles, your go-to podcast for everything student life. No matter where you are in your academic journey, we have you covered. Think of us as a trusted mentor, friend, and confidant who always has your back. We'll be sharing inspiring stories, thought-provoking insights, and practical advice to help you succeed in and out of the classroom. So get ready to be inspired, enlightened, and entertained. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I am tremendously excited to introduce you to a wonderful woman. Her name is Katie Mag, and she is the CEO and founder of KM Wellness Consulting. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Brooke and students for having me. I'm excited. It wasn't too long ago that I went back for a degree myself, just recently. <laughs> oh, just recently. So Katie herself has been in your boat. She's been a student. When, when did you go back, Katie? Um, I just finished my degree about eight years ago. So I not only was a student on campus, I also had children and a job and all the extra fun that goes with that. <laughs> so you were, as they say, an adulty adult while pursuing your degree. So you know all about the stress, you know all about the late night studying and just the layers of complexity that comes with pursuing a higher ed academic degree. Correct. There is a lot to it. And you don't think that there's many moving parts to it, let alone if you're a college student that's moving away from home for the first time. There's extra added uh, stress for sure onto that. Um, not only just like getting used to being on your own and not having somebody do a few things for you, but even having close friends to talk to or even your parents being a little closer. Um, Technology is amazing now. I mean, you can get on. FaceTime them. So if I know it's not the same, however, um, it's also a great opportunity to reach out there and find who you are and what you really want in life. And you know what? It's okay if you fail because fail doesn't mean that you are a failure. It just means you're going to try again and again and again until you get what you think you need. Look at Katie. She's coming in hot with the insights. I would like to backtrack just a little bit now, you are a certified laughter yoga teacher. You do stress management. You educate on, you know, the downfalls of having this high degree of stress that so many of us have from being so tapped in. How did you get involved in these type of conversations? What was the catalyst? Take me back to really how KM Wellness Consulting came to be and how you developed those passions. Well, actually, it had came to be while I was going back to school and, you know, how stressful that is. Um, and my manager came to me and she said, you're just not on your game anymore and da, 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 da. And I thought, you know what? I don't need the extra stress. Um, and I had cardiac patients who um, cardiac health is major because in the United States in 2017, the statistics was once every 40 seconds, somebody died from heart disease. Well, now it's every 22 seconds, and one of the contributing factors is actually stress. Well, who doesn't have stress? Everybody has stress. However, I think people don't realize that stress can be manifested in different areas into our lives. I mean, I call it CSEP because it's cognitive changes, um, changes in your behavior in order to try to stress. That's why everybody gets the 
freshman 15 because you're not as active and you're stress eating or stress drinking or doing things not normally you do just to kind of soothe um, or pacify yourself in a temporary way. Um, emotionally, people get irritated, wound up, more depressed, more anxious, nervous, irritable. That's why you always see those people that get cranky and uh, 20 times it's probably just stress that's getting to them and they don't know how to take care of it. Um, or physical, 75 to 90% of all family doctors visit stem back to stress. I have a son who, when he, he's in college, oh, he's in college, he's in his last quarter now our semester now and he's starting to stress because it's his capstone we know how big that project is and it's like oh and i'm like okay you you got to learn to take care of yourself um, and manage some of your stress because he's complaining of some aches and pains and some things that he wouldn't normally do um even blood pressure can cause from that nausea diarrhea loss of appetite all of those can be contributed back to stress but i I think we don't realize that. That's why I call it the CSEP because there's so many, even low energy. Um, a lot of times people get into the energy drinks, but that's just counterproductive because it speeds you up in the caffeine. Yeah, it will speed you up and so will the sugar. But then when the sugar comes down, it's just a violent cycle. So did you fall into the, the stress cycle, I guess, as you're calling it? Is that something you noticed when you were going back to school? Is that where the catalyst started is you knew these things right logically and instinctively weren't right for you, but you were doing them. Correct. Correct. I, I knew something. I knew that, you know, because I gained the freshman 15 at a very old age. However, I get it. You know, I, I even know I tell people that we're like three-year-olds in an adult, adult body. And I don't mean that you're a kid. It just means that when we do not fulfill ourselves, whether it be enough food or healthy food, because sugary food will make the opposite effect on you. If you don't get enough sleep, which happens with school, because a lot of times people will be cramming and that's the opposite effect. If you get more sleep, you actually do better with studying. And the third is play. If you don't play enough when you're in college or even in life, it goes downhill. You're crabby and cranky and a lot of sorts. So, um, I started re doing more research on what I could do or, and I, I noticed that I stopped laughing and I stopped having fun, even just in normal life. Laughter has so many benefits. So I, I first went on and became a laughter yoga leader where I could lead other people to do laughter classes. And then I went on and became a teacher because I believed in the practice. I seen how much people even felt better just smiling, let alone laughing how much benefit you have because laughter actually gives you a joy cocktail, which is a serotonin, the oxytocin, um, the dopamine and the uh, endorphins, which is a runner's high without taking anything. I mean, it's your own body that you trip those chemicals on. Um, another thing is, is that people who are stressed usually are complaining more. Well, the people that hear the complaint, even though they're not in your conversation, their cortisol level or stress level will go up. So I started practicing more laughter and more just kind of laughing over crazy things like little kids laugh more than adults. Kids laugh between three and 400 times, adults 15. Wow. And that's a per day. I mean, that's per day. a huge, massive difference. I've never actually heard that stat before. Yep, that, that's true. But kids actually think with their heart and what's good and what feels good. And adults think with their mind. So 18 to 25 year old actually 
are the highest stress because they are trying to find their way, trying to do their best, trying, trying to do everything new and different and not taking care of themselves. So um, what happens is you keep doing that and then you get married or whatever, go into the real world and then your humor even goes even down further. And that doesn't start peaking back up until you're about 85 years of age. So really, let's dive into that. So from 25 is where you're saying all the way until 85, you have kind of like a humor or a laughter or a happiness deficit. Correct. Because you you think about your mind is doing, I got to do X, Y, Z, you know, you get married or you have a job and, oh, I got to be on the best of my craft. And, you know, and you put too much time and effort into doing something that doesn't fulfill your, your self or your happiness quota or, you know, what you really should be doing for yourself to make you keep going on or make you happy. So let's dive into, for someone that's never seen it practiced or has never really witnessed laughter yoga, what does that sound like? What does that feel like for, you know, if you can just paint a picture for us as vivid as you're able to paint with your voice, what is laughter yoga in the Cliff Notes version or the nutshell? Okay, the nutshell, um, there's four components to it. Um, it's called laughter yoga, and it's not a practice because I know there's some conservative people that won't practice it or do it because they think it's um, praising a different higher being, which isn't the case. It's laughter yoga because it um, is the laughter breathing because you can't breathe in the past or the present. You have to breathe in the moment. Same with laughter. You can't breathe any other time but at that moment. So there's clapping involved because it elicits the pressure points in our hands. And you think about that, it also brings back our good memories as a kid. Most kids have patty cake with their parents or some kind of fun game like that where they elicit those pressure points. But that also elicits them to have that feel good feeling again. So we do clapping, uh, we do some play and we do some breathing. And then at the end, we do a little bit of a grounding or a little bit of a meditation just to calm us back down because you can get the chemical so high up and then you got to bring it back down. Most people um, report that they feel more relaxed, but yet energetic. What would you say to someone that's a little leery on the concept of this more systematic laughter, of this more scheduled laughter? Uh, one thing, it is a practice like any other yoga or any other practice to get into. There is actually laughter yoga started in Mumbai, India by a, a, a physician and his wife. The physician realized that how much benefit people got from laughter. So him and five buddies went to a park and started laughing there. Well, in Mumbai, India is actually the call center of the world. So you can imagine how much how much stress they have people hanging up on them on a regular basis. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> so after two weeks, they realized their jokes got stale, but they realized they still could get benefit from laughing. So there are in India, they actually practice laughter yoga in schools and in their uh, companies that helps their employees for team building um, and helps kids with ADHD because it helps get them more oxygen, helps them think outside the box. So I've been at presentations where the uh, poor person that's doing the conference and they're just running around like a chicken with their mm -hmm. head caught off. I'm like, okay, you're going to stand here for two minutes and we're going to do a little practice of laughter and a couple of deep breaths and they, they walk away from me feeling better. So well, that's what it's all about. And, you know, just bringing up the laughter conversation, we don't allow ourselves to laugh 
as we get older in the same way that we do when we're younger, because we feel ashamed, right? And we feel out of place and we don't necessarily feel comfortable. One of my friends is an artistic director. So he does, you know, musical theater plays and all sorts of different artistic ventures. And he said, it's interesting when you look out into an audience, and this could be true for movies or for music of any kind, you notice that people are actually trying not to laugh, right? They're trying to contain it. So why do you think that happens? And when do you think that happens, that people get uncomfortable with something that is such a natural reflex, a natural part of who we are? Well, I think people get in their mindset that they can't. Well, first of all, you don't laugh at somebody. Um, that is not what laughter yoga is about. That That's just being mean. Um, you laugh with them. Uh, if they're laughing, you can laugh with them because laughter is actually contagious. I don't know if you've ever drove the car and you've parked or you're at the stoplight and the next person next to you laughing in their car. Even you don't know what they're laughing at, you laugh. Because it's a reflex, it's a it's a positive chemical release, and you can't help but laugh. I think we get in our amygdala that we have to be serious and we have to be uh, very prim and proper, which is not necessarily the case. We can be prim and proper at the right time, the right place. However, laughter has so many benefits, whether it means cognitive and concentration, because it helps your mind stop racing. And less pessimism by by laughing. Behavioral, it changes some of those principles. Emotionally, it helps us. It helps us think outside the box. It helps us build a rapport with the other person also. It's kind of hard to be mad at somebody after you've laughed with them, to be quite honest, if you've ever tried, you know? Like you said, I think we equate real success or real adulthood or, or being a real refined or real intelligent person with, I can keep my emotions inside. Rather than realizing experiencing the fullness of your emotions actually is what makes you relatable. It's what makes you human. It's what makes you someone that people want to be friends with, that people want to be in connection with, that people want to work with. So how would, let's say someone's willing to try this and someone's ready to try this. How do you suggest that they begin to incorporate laughter, even if they're a little resistant? Because I know whenever I start a new practice, I've practiced traditional yoga for eight years. And even then, we're a little resistant, right, to try something new. And it's easy for us to give up right in the beginning. So what type of encouragement or advice do you have for someone that's stepping their foot out there, dipping their toe into the water? They're ready to try, but they're not. They don't want to fully immerse themselves yet. Well, very fortunate. There's laughter yoga sessions all over. Um, you can go and Google it. Some laughter yoga people are very, very, um, you will get a physical workout actually from some people. I was on with a lady from France. and I'm telling you within 20 minutes, I was dripping wet. If you like that, that's fine. However, I, I'm more of a, you know, a little laid, more laid back just for because I want the benefits of it, not necessarily the physical activity of it. But you do get physical activity from it. You can just start by trying to find some things that you find funny, like TV shows or podcasts or TikTok has a lot of funny videos like cats, goats. They're all fun. I mean, some of the things you see on there is like, whoa, you know, some of the old shows. I have to laugh. I've actually watched some of the TikTok videos where some of the younger people were going back and watching the Carol Burnett shows or some of the old comedies. And they're like, oh, my gosh, that is hilarious. 
I know I actually like, in terms of what I find really funny on TikTok, I don't know if you've seen it, Katie. There's a, a man and he dresses in a Grinch, like the Grinch who stole Christmas suit. And uh, he promotes vacuum cleaners. I saw him a couple years ago. I said, this is the most bizarre and charming thing I have ever seen. But it's just finding things, I think, that take you out of this life is so hard and put you into this more lighthearted spirit, regardless of what it is. You know, we have a mental health conversation. It's global now. And we're finally starting to have a less stigmatized conversation. But a lot of times we're hearing from people that have already struggled immensely and profoundly. Laughter is one of the ways to prevent that. Would you agree? Correct. Correct. It's one of the top 10 ways. It decreases um, anxiety, decreases stress. It, there's so many benefits to laughter. I probably could talk for probably five, six days easy because there is, you know, the, it helps. Laughter helps with stress for sure. I mean, that's the number one benefit that I started using it. And a lot of people use it. I have patients who are nervous and scared because you think about, um, I, I do cardiac rehab. So people have had a heart-related incident. One, they're scared. Some of them have never been in the hospital before, and they've had to go through this tremendous event, just like going to college. It's a change. It's an unfamiliar territory. You're not sure what to expect. You don't know what you're going to be doing. You're afraid somebody's going to make you do something you don't want to do. Well, don't do anything anybody don't want you. You know, I mean, if you don't feel right doing it. Don't do it. I don't care where you're at, where you're at in life. But when you laugh with somebody, it's an easy way to calm them down and build that easy bond. I love that. If you were going to impart a word of wisdom on the students and on the viewership, what would you say as a little golden nugget that they can take away and start applying today? Oh my. First of all, it's okay to fail because failure doesn't mean that you've lost it. It just means it wasn't a priority or whatever. Keep going. Keep going. Find your next, find your next best thing. You don't know what's around that corner. Nobody knows what's around that corner until you get there. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Number two, laughter is the best medicine. It is physically, mentally, socially a connector for yourself and others around you. It helps you feel better. It helps people around you feel better. You even feel better when you're around people who are laughing. That's important. Yeah. Just be true to you. You're, you live in your body 24-7. Nobody else does. Nobody else should tell you. Be you. You heard it right there. The three Katie words of wisdom. I don't think she could have condensed those into one. They're too good. We had to split them up into three. Now, I'd like to circle back to KM Wellness Consulting. If someone wants to get in touch with you, if someone potentially would like to work with you or learn a little bit more about the laughter yoga types that you do, how can they learn more? How can they reach out? How can they get connected to and support you? Sure. Uh, they can reach out to my email, uh, one Katie Mag at gmail.com, or I have a website, kmwellnessconsulting.com. They say my hours are Tuesdays, but you can request or you can Facebook message me. I'll be more than happy to respond to you. I've had people reach out just recently. That's probably the best way to reach me. I do work a couple of days a week as a nurse and I'm doing more presentations Anywhere from three-year-olds all the way up to 96-year-olds so far. <laughs> so what she's saying is she has the full plethora. She has the full range. She can talk to your toddlers. Uh, she can talk to your great-grandparents. And I can truly vouch for Katie is so friendly. She's so knowledgeable. She's so articulate. She's so kind. 
that if you're even interested in learning more about laughter yoga, I highly, highly encourage you to just jump into her DMs to get to know her or take a look at her website. Katie, is there anything else you'd like to add as a very end cliff note to our episode? Nope. Just remember you're like three-year-olds in adult bodies. We give you permission to remember you are three-year-olds in adult bodies. Take care of yourself. Do the basic things that a toddler would need. Eat well. Sleep well. Watch a little bit of Teletubbies if you need to. If anyone gets that reference, I'll be so excited. Um, you know, make sure to play. Make sure to laugh. Make sure to get outside. It has been amazing to sit down with you, Katie, to just learn more about the overall tactical, the emotional benefits of laughter, the physical benefits of laughter. I must say there were some stats I didn't know, so you taught me some new things today. And I'm so excited to see how our viewership and how our students learn from this conversation. Well, thank you. And if they want to do a session, I'd be more than happy to do one for them. Thank you for joining me on Campus Chronicles. I hope you found our discussion informative, inspiring, entertaining, and fun. We are always working hard to make sure that our episodes are the very best they can be, which means we need your help. If you liked what you heard, remember to hit the follow button on your favorite podcast platform and drop us a review. It helps us to connect with more students who are hungry for success. And remember, the journey never stops. Keep listening, keep learning, keep growing. See you next week for another amazing episode of Campus Chronicles.